0: It's a myth that podcasting doesn't have the analytics advertisers want. But that doesn't mean the analytics we have can't be improved upon. A recent bug from Apple Podcasts showed us how it can be made better. But is our industry ready for the fix? This article is brought to you by Chartable. Attribution, analytics, and awesomeness. Go to chartable.com for more details. At the end of May 2021, a new version of Apple Podcasts started displaying a bug. All the podcasts that listeners had set to auto-download stopped auto-downloading. The issue was so impactful to the podcast industry that Apple, who aren't known for making a lot of statements about podcast issues, actually issued a notice about it about a month later. The good news is that visually, nothing changed on the listener's end. The app still showed the expected episodes and still played them when the listener hit the play button. It just stopped automatically downloading them. And because Apple Podcasts is a native app built directly into the OS, it can only be updated at the OS level rather than an app update only. So that bug lasted just under two months. And because it takes about a month for most iOS users to update their phones, it's still impacting podcast publishers even now. How big was that impact? Remembering again that followed podcasts were still updating, just not automatically downloading episodes at time of release? According to Podtract, which doesn't have a complete picture of the podcast industry metrics, the impact was a loss of 31% of downloads from Apple Podcasts. James Cridlin of Pod News does the math a bit and tells us that with Apple Podcasts responsible for around 40% of all podcast downloads, the impact of this bug was a loss of around 11% of total downloads across the industry during that period. Apple has since fixed the bug, much to the delight of publishers but I think Apple's decision to fix their auto-download bug was a mistake. How auto-downloads work. Are you familiar with how the Apple Podcast app works with auto-downloads? When a listener follows a podcast, the app is set to automatically download episodes as the default behavior the moment the RSS feed indicates a new episode is available. Unless a listener goes into the settings to stop this default behavior, and why would they, Apple Podcasts will continue downloading every new episode from the podcast until one of two conditions are met the app user hasn't played an episode from the show in more than 15 days and or the app user hasn't played one of the latest five downloaded episodes. If either condition is hit, the app stops auto-downloading episodes of that podcast. The user can re-enable auto-downloads in the settings of that podcast to make it start downloading again, or just leave it to notify them of new episodes, but not download. If they do re-enable it and either non-playing condition is hit again, the Apple again turn off auto-downloads for that podcast. Some other apps are even more enthusiastic. Overcast downloads every new episode from a podcast until your phone almost fills up, even if you don't listen to a single one of them. And if the blog post that we link in the show notes from Simplecast a few years ago is still right, so does Stitcher, though it's had a rebuild since. Other apps, notably Google Podcasts and Spotify, default to only downloading a podcast when a listener wants to play it there are absolutely valid reasons to download or even auto-download podcasts. When on a plane or a subway train, for example, or if you're on an expensive data plan. But is it right that auto-downloads is the default setting in 2021 for Apple Podcasts? Honestly, no. And it's damaging to the industry that these apps leave it as such. Listener intent. If a listener presses play on the episode that was auto-downloaded, neither the publisher nor the host have any idea that the action happened. The episode is already on the listener's device and the download event shows up in the show stats from the time the episode was released. So there's nothing else to report. Let me state that more plainly. Neither you nor your podcast hosting company has any idea when or if a listener actually listens to an episode that was auto-downloaded by Apple Podcasts. Apple will, of course, counter this by stating that the data is in Apple Podcasts Connect. But that aggregated data, unavailable to anyone not directly logging into their platform, is utterly useless for anything more than vanity metrics. So when a listener presses play on an undownloaded episode, like episodes in Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Podcasts, or just about every other app not named Apple Podcasts or Overcast, the download request normally happens in real time. Now you have a measurement showing listener intent. Examine this way, it becomes clear that the 31% drop from the Apple Podcast bug means that 31% of all downloads to Apple Podcasts are automated downloads that are not listened to. There is absolutely no such thing as streaming and podcasting, but there is intent based progressive downloading. If apps like Apple Podcasts and Overcast didn't auto download episodes, then the industry would know that every single download request was initiated by a listener manually pressing play. Let me make that abundantly clear. If Apple chose to remove auto-downloads, they would single-handedly increase the legitimacy and accuracy of the only centrally agreed-upon metric in podcasting. It would be so monumental that it wouldn't be out of line at all to change the oft-abused and often-confused term download to something less stigmatized like listener-initiated plays. But instead, they rolled it back. Your CPM is safe. At the end of last year, Juleika Lentigua of LWC Studios wrote a piece for Neiman Labs titled The Download, Podcasting's Metric King Gets Dethroned. In the article, she highlights a selling strategy based more effectively on listen data than downloads. The truth is, I think we're already there without the math. Podcast advertising CPMs already have all the vagueness built into them. Sure, a new show or a new publisher with the right backing can represent themselves in a way that they can ask for top dollar CPM right off the bat. But if those campaigns aren't performing as expected, advertisers won't continue to pay those rates. A campaign measuring attribution in any form, promo codes, pixel-based, or surveys, for a show where many of their total downloads are unlistened to, simply won't perform. Nobody can hear the ad if they don't listen to the episode, so none of those unlistened to automatic downloads can result in a listener converting for that advertiser's objective. Because nobody listened to it, no brand is going to stick around paying that high price without getting high performance. The current prices that established publishers are charging have all these variables baked in. They take into account unlistened downloads and listener drop-off of plays. The drop-in numbers didn't magically reveal anything brands and agencies should be renegotiating. They just highlighted the fact that once again, the podcast players are not active participants in our industry, and at best, we have to work around their actions. Pull the Band-Aid off. When Spotify announced their streaming ad insertion, the big marketing push they made was their ability to track the impressions in real time. Eyes lit up, pushback dropped. But today, the lack of shows actively using this technology and the high price it commands haven't made that solution accessible or mainstream. While this offering is great and absolutely works, it's such a small portion of the entire podcast advertising industry. If it were to become a framework adopted by every podcast player, the industry would rocket past those IAB estimates but the podcast players are heavily focused on their silos because truthfully, it's working for them. In fact, Spotify just announced it's pulling more shows behind the app-exclusive wall. But I have to wonder, after buying Megaphone and really doubling down on the Spotify audience network, which does focus on the standard podcast advertising model that utilizes downloads, does Spotify regret taking that anti-download stance? While a listener-initiated play isn't gonna tell you if the listener actually listened to the mid-roll ad, it is going to tell you that the download only happened when a listener wanted to start listening to the episode. It closes the gap substantially between Spotify's SAI and the current state of podcast advertising, DAI or Baked In. It removes substantial amounts of doubt for the primary negative that those outside the industry throw at podcasting as their reason for not spending in our channel yet. So how about it, Apple podcast team? Can you propel the entire podcast industry forward? Resolidifying your position as a leader in this space by ripping off one very painful band-aid to help the entire industry move forward? Can we as an industry agree that auto download should not be the default in any podcast app? And can we work with Apple, Overcast, and the others to ensure this happens?
1: Hello, Sounds Profitable. This is Ariel Nissenblatt here with Rails Rex. This week I'm excited to recommend a podcast that is a little bit outside of my interest, but I think you'll enjoy it. This recommendation is in honor of the one and the only Mr. Profitable Ryan Barletta, dad of Theo and Bridger. The podcast is called Dad I'd Like to Friend and it's an easygoing, accessible show aimed at parents who are looking for other parents to share in the stresses and successes of parenthood. As a non-parent, I appreciate Kevin Seldon's insistence that the concept of parenthood can apply to everyone. He makes good on this assertion by asking questions of his guests that don't only ask them to call upon their experience as parents. For example, how do you spend your time alone? Everyone, parents and non-parents, can contemplate this question. You can find Dad I'd Like to Friend or DILF wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you enjoy.
0: Thanks again to Chartable for sponsoring this article. Attribution, analytics, and awesomeness. Go to chartable.com for more details. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode. And thank you for following this premium feed of Sounds Profitable provided by Supercast. And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsprofitable.com for more articles like this, our product deep dive series, and the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks again for listening.